Please join me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for your presence in us. Thank you for your presence among us. Thank you for the word, O oh God, that you have placed in me to share with my brothers and sisters. Grant us all ears to hear, hearts to see, and spirit to And when it's all said and done, God, may you be glorified in us and to us in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. And the people of God say together, Amen, amen, and amen. Have you ever done something and then regret it and wish that you had a second chance to correct that error? I will tell you this every morning that I wake up. I am so glad that I have life in my body and I'm so thankful that God has given me another day, a second chance to correct the things that I got wrong the day before. So I have, as I was working on this sermon and asking God for some guidance and direction as always, there was this hymn that we sang last week and it came to my spirit and I said, well, Roger, I need you and the choir to help me preach this sermon today. And the the title of the hymn is, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. So let's, let's hear it as we get ready to go into this message. And you can jam it. Thank you all. You know, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad that Satan had me bound, but Jesus lifted me from that. It goes on to say, when I was in trouble, Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad that when I find myself in trouble, that Jesus is there to lift me up. Jesus is there to give me another chance, to give me as many chances that I need to get it right with God and to get it right with my fellow human being. I am so glad that when God calls us into this relationship, this holy relationship, God knows ahead of time that it's going to take a lifetime for us to grow in the love of God and to love God and to love others the way God has called us into this love. Aren't you glad that Jesus lifted you? Aren't you glad that you have second chances with God to become more like Christ, to grow and to mature and to serve Christ out of a grateful heart? I think when we look at the Bible, 
all the way through from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the beginning to the end. We see God offering second chances to God's people, right? God called the Israelites. He called them to be the example nation for the nations around. And God gave them the Ten Commandments. And God gave them certain promises that God will be with them, that God will lead them and guide them. And God required from them obedience to God's command. But we know the story as we read the Old Testament. We know that there were times when the people walked faithfully with God and then there were other times that they were disobedient. There were times when they said, oh, we want to be faithful and we are going to do all that we can. And there were times when they cast aside God's words and God's command and they did what was right in their own sight. They did what was right in their own thinking. They did what was right and pleasing to satisfy their own desires. But what do we see? We see and we read and we hear about God's grace. God's amazing grace over and over and over again to God's people when they fell short. Oh, there were some times when God says, okay, enough is enough. And I'm going to have to teach you in a different way how to understand this relationship I have called you to. So what do we know? We know that the nation of Israel, that they were exiled in Babylon. They spent generations, spent 70 years in exile. But God was there with them in exile. And at the appointed time, when God thought that the people had understood what it meant to be in relationship with God and how they are to live in faithful uh, relationship, God allowed the people to return back to their promised land. And I think when we hear the words of Isaiah this morning, we hear God calling God's people back to this relationship. We hear God saying to them, you know, you need to be obedient to my instruction. We hear God saying to them, you need to listen And we hear God saying that you need to understand something about this relationship between you and me. And I want us to listen to these verses that Trish is going to read for us again from Isaiah 55. Because the message then, you know, is the same message God is saying to us today. So let's hear these verses again from Isaiah 55, 6 through 9. Him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Let the wicked forsake their way. Turn back to God. Repent of your sins. Receive God's grace, God's faithfulness. We are in the third week of Lent. And what is Lent? 
It is the time for us to come back to God. We have these little bracelets and we invite you to, to take one and to wear them and to share them. There's a message in this bracelet and it says that we are going deeper in Christ. And in order for us to go deeper with Christ, we have to sit with God. We have to be intentional. We have to know what God's instructions are for God's people. We have to allow the Spirit of God to shine the light into our souls and to bring to our minds and our hearts conviction about the ways that we are living apart from God and then to come back to God knowing that God's grace is always available to us as long as we have breath in our body. We have second chance with God to get this relationship right the way God expects us to live in this relationship with God and then with others, which represents the cross. Have you ever thought about that? The cross that is on your bracelet, the cross that is before us, the cross that we look, we sing about. The cross represents the relationships that God has invited us to. The vertical side of the cross reminds us of our relationship, you know, with God who is in heaven, but also with us present by the Spirit. And the cross beam represents the relationship with others. We cannot have one without having the other. That's the relationship that God has called us to. But sometimes we misunderstand because we are human beings. We, we, we are human beings who don't understand the fullness of God's thoughts. Isaiah said that. Isaiah said, you know, people of God, remember this. Your ways and your thoughts are not like God's because God's thought and God's ways, they are higher than ours. But even though God's ways and God's thoughts are higher than ours, God has made it possible for us to understand what we to understand to live this live this life in this earth in relationship with God and with others. So we hear the Apostle Paul saying to the church in Corinth, he says, be careful how you are walking. In other words, it means be careful how you are living your life in relationship with God. He says, know something. Know that in this world, and I'm paraphrasing him some, in this world, he said there is no temptation that has befallen any person, you know, that God will not make it possible for us to find a way of escape. We all are going to be tempted by things that would want seek to keep us away from our relationship with God. We are all going to experience the testing of our faith. You know, and will we stand with God? Or will we say, God, you don't care about me. You are not with me. And we try to solve our problems our own way. Paul says no. He says God has made it possible. God has provided a way and God will continue to provide a way. What's the way? The way is Jesus. Jesus himself said that. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, no one comes to the Father 
accept. They come to me. So we come to the gospel reading of Luke chapter 13. And we are hearing some things. We are hearing that some people, you know, who misunderstood, you know, the way of suffering. And and these people pose these questions to Jesus. And some people today think these things, erroneously as it is. They think that if people have fallen under suffering, or people who have experienced tragedy in their lives that resulted in death, they think that it's because they have sinned, they are experiencing those things. And Jesus said, no, absolutely not. So many times, I remember when we had the crisis in Haiti, and the people, so many people were dying, and we heard some people, some 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 people who identify themselves as God's people, saying that the reason why so many people died in Haiti was because they were evil, was because they were sinful. No. We also hear, when we hear about tragedies going on in the world, there are some people who would think, oh, those people are suffering because they are outside of God's will. No. We have to know the word of God. The word of God says in Romans 3.23 that we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. That is doesn't mean that one country, you know, is in sin and the other country is not. It is every soul. We have all sinned. We have all missed the mark with God. And that's why we have Jesus. Because Jesus is truly the way. He's truly the life and he's truly the path that we need to follow so that we could stay in this relationship with God and Jesus gave this beautiful parable to help us to understand how we who are calling upon the name of God through Jesus Christ how we are to understand what God's plans are for us so he gave this parable about this victory and this owner of this vineyard, and this gardener. And one thing we need to understand about parables is that, they, you know, some people say, oh, you see, so in this parable, you know, this means God, and this means Jesus, and this means that. Not always. The purpose of a parable is to help us to understand a spiritual truth using everyday life circumstances and things in our life. So Jesus helped them to understand the error of their ways by sharing this parable. This man owned his vineyard and there was a gardener and they planted a fig tree and the owner said for three years he has gone to this fig tree expecting to get fruit from this tree. So after three years, the owner got frustrated because he did not get any fruit from the tree. Cut it down, he said to the gardener. It's a waste of time, waste of soil, waste of space. But the gardener has a compassionate heart. The gardener says, no, 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 sir. Give me another opportunity. Allow me, give me one year, allow me to dig up the soil around the tree 
to put manure around the tree. Give it nourishment. And then let's see what it produces. What is Christ saying to us? Christ is saying to us, since you are all not able to bear fruit on your own, you need the gardener. And the gardener is Jesus. And he says, what Jesus has done for all of humanity, by sacrificing himself on the cross, he has made it possible for all of humanity who are willing and able and to, to re- accept the offer of God, he says, I have given you all the opportunity to come through Jesus Christ and to be in relationship with God who created us in his image. He says, Jesus in his compassionate love for humanity, you know, he wants to fertilize us. He wants to be able to help us know that we could bear fruit if We stay in relationship with him. And Jesus is saying to us, the kind of fruit I want to see from you is spiritual fruit that manifests itself into your everyday life. And what is that spiritual fruit? We have to go back to the word in Galatians 5 and 22, where the apostle Paul teaches about the fruit of the spirit. Remember he says, Fruit. It didn't say fruits. It says fruit, singular of the spirit. And what is the fruit of the spirit? Love. Y'all know it. Let me help you. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Now, some people like to pick and choose. I said, well, you see, I have this. You know, I, I don't need that. It is the fruit of the Spirit, which means to say all of those characteristics God wants to develop within us. And God knows that it will take process. God knows it will take a lifetime. God knows it will take as long as we live and have the breath of God and calling upon the name of Jesus, then God knows that Jesus will cultivate that fruit of the spirit within us. And why is that important? Why can't we just say, well, you know, Jesus died on the cross for us. You know, that means to say, I have my ticket into the heavenly realm. I don't need to worry about anything else. And God says, no. Yes, by professing Jesus Christ, by repenting of your sin and accepting Jesus' death, his resurrection, and his life, we have now been redeemed and reconciled with God. But that's just the first step. Because we are to become more like Christ. We are to be transformed into the likeness of Christ. We have a future that we will live in eternity, and God has to prepare us for that living. Don't think we're going to go in there and say, okay, here I am. Take me as messed up as I am. No. God says, I have work for you in the future. I have news for y'all. For those of all who think that when we leave this earth, we are just going to go into the new heaven and the new earth and just relax, you know, at the beach and do nothing. I would like that too. But that's not what the word shows us. 
when we get into the eternal realm, there's going to be rewards and there's going to be assignment that we have to do. After all, we will be living for eternity. So God needs to get us ready in this relationship right here. God wants us to know that God's grace, God's mercy, they are available to us. But he also wants us to know that as long as we have breath, we are calling upon the name of Jesus and we are seeking his word and we are applying his word into our lives every day. We may fall short sometimes, but God says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we can just say, God, forgive me, for I have fallen short. But God, help me the next time I have the opportunity to show your love, to serve, to mature in my faith. Help me, God, to get it the next time. And if I fall short the next time, and God still gives you breath, you come back again and say, God, for the third time, Give me grace and strength to get it right with you this time. And you can do that as often as you need to. Because God's grace is sufficient for you. And God's mercy, they are new to you every day. I am so glad that Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me out of Satan's clutches because the word said that because Jesus went to Calvary's cross, we are free. We are free from the bondages of sin. We are free from Satan's bonds. And whenever we encounter Difficulties in trying to live this life. God is always saying, come back to me. Allow me to show you where you have sidestepped. And allow me to pour my grace and mercy again upon you. So that you can continue on your journey of life into eternity. Aren't you glad that you have second chances with God? Y'all don't sound like y'all are happy. Aren't y'all glad that God has given you second chances in life? Amen. Yeah, I am. I don't know about y'all. I am. You know, that means every day I am seeking to grow closer and closer to God. It's every day I am seeking to go deeper with Christ, knowing that he has got my life in his hand and Nothing, nothing can take out of his hand. So let us pray. Gracious God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for second chances, God. Thank you for your breath of life in us. Thank you for the opportunity, oh God, to grow with you, to grow in love, oh God, to serve in love, oh God, to mature in faith. Thank you, O God, that we have your word. And most of all, we have you, the word made flesh in Christ Jesus and who dwells among us and in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I give you thanks for each person. May you take this word, O God, 
and sink it deep within our souls so that we will remember when we need this word at the appropriate time to give you glory. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving and the people of God say together, amen, amen, and amen. Let's stand to our feet and let us go and share 